The Low Post is brought to you by Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. And now, The Low Post. Welcome to a special edition of The Low Post Podcast. We are thrilled to be joined by the one and only, the process, Philadelphia 76ers All-Star Center, Joel Embiid. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. How you doing? I'm hanging in. I'm hanging in. So we got to start. Last night you you beat the Nets at home. Only only Kyrie played of the big three. You landed funny on a dunk and you grimaced. And when that happens, the whole basketball world stops for a second. And then you were tugging on your brace a bunch after that. So are you? Is everything good? Oh yeah, I mean everything's good. Uh, just managing it. Uh, you know, still getting back to where I was before the injury. As far as you know, getting back in. You know, not perfect shape, and my body feeling the way it was before. So every single day, just feeling better. Uh, and uh, as far as last night, uh, you know, sometimes you're gonna be a hundred percent. Sometimes you're not gonna be. So, but that's the nature of the of the NBA. Uh, you got so many games almost every single day. So uh, you know, sometimes your body feels great. Sometimes it doesn't. How scared were you when that first injury happened? Because I had heard that like the swelling went up and then it went down and then it went back up again. So was even a couple days removed? Was there a period where we were like, "Whoa, what what's going on here?" Uh, yeah, I mean, from the time it actually happened in Washington, uh, I honestly, when it happened, I thought I was it was over for me. I thought my season was over um, because of the pain and you know what I've never felt before and probably the only. Thing similar that I felt before was uh, the foot injury as far as pain. So I just knew that, yeah, uh, that was it. And I just was basically telling myself that, I mean, can't have anything nice. Uh, when everything seems to be going well, I mean, it just feels like something else always has to happen. Uh, and then we went to the locker room. I actually told them to put me as questionable to return because I wanted to come back so bad. Uh, I wanted to believe that it wasn't uh, that bad, but I knew that, yeah, like I was probably done. Uh, and then it swelled up, you know, I started icing it uh, right away in the locker room. Uh, nothing changed. Uh, I ended up needing crutches uh, to get out of the arena and go to the plane. Uh, and then that same night, uh, we got to Philly, and you know, I went straight to the hospital to do some MRI, and uh, that's where you know we got somewhat of a good news uh, as far as you know um, figuring out that it was actually not as bad as I feared to be. Uh, so that was uh, that was relieving. So um, when. When you got injured, when when the season got its halfway point, I said on TV, right now my MVP by a tiny, tiny margin is Joel Embiid over Jokic. I had you guys 1-2 with LeBron 3. You've missed 18 games, but you've been adamant. You don't think the MVP race is over. So explain to me. Make make, make, make the case. Make the case. This is I'm giving you the forum. I mean, it's not my job to make the case, but uh, if you want me to make the case, uh, I mean, you can look at it. Uh, I mean, first seed in the uh, in the East, you know, the numbers speaks uh, for themselves, uh, and we're not just talking about offensive, the offensive side of the 
basketball game. We're talking about, you know, the defensive side of the game, uh, which is if you actually go through, you know, all the numbers of, and stuff, uh, you know, some could say I could be deserving of, you know, being the defensive player of the year. So when you add, uh, you know, both of them, uh, as far as, you know, the offensive side of the game and the defensive part of it, and you mix it in um, with being the number one seed, I mean, uh, I don't know what more could you ask. Yeah, the game is out there, uh, but I feel like, uh, you know, I also miss some games uh, because of COVID and and uh, and all of that. So it's just... Uh, um, I feel like it's just a different year. I mean, guys, I you know everybody's missing games here and there, uh, and um, that's the nature of the game. Um, but uh, like I said, each like basketball is played on both sides, and I feel like you know when you talk about being dominant and you know best you know two way player, uh, I feel like I'm up there. What do you think of James Harden's case? What should we do with James Harden? No, nobody's ever won the MVP being traded in season and the way he got out of Houston. Do, do you think we should be considering him as seriously as we appear to be? Well, yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, you look at since he got to Brooklyn, I mean, they went on that win streak and they've been dominant ever since. Uh, and then, uh, I mean, he got hurt and, you know, that style is. They're still winning, but they're also losing. Um, but they're not winning as they were uh, before the injury. And I feel like he's had a big impact um, uh, when it comes to that. And I don't think uh, you can take away you go the way uh, things ended the Houston. Obviously, it was unfortunate. Um, but I see the I see it as you know he's just been dominant. Uh, you know, carrying that broken team, uh, you know, being a point guard uh, and doing what's needed to do, uh, especially considering he's, he's had to change his game in a lot of ways, uh, you know, going from, you know, taking, I don't know, 25, 30 shots a game uh, to just being a playmaker and actually being okay with it and actually doing a great job at it. Uh, I think been doing a good job. And I don't think you can – you can use whatever happened in Houston against him. Uh, I mean, should I felt like he should have been resolved before the season, and it's not his fault that the team decided to drag on and you know to try to find the best deal available um, to um, you know send him wherever they wanted to send him. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think you can use that against him. Uh, the Nets game last night, everyone's been gearing up for this game. Number one and two in the East, all these stars. Then James gets hurt. So you know James isn't playing. And then KD, they sit him out on a back-to-back. So, like, when do you guys on the Sixers learn that Durant's not playing? Kyrie is playing, but Durant's not. And do you get deflated almost like like we do as as fans and, and people who are psyched for this game? Uh, yeah, for sure. For me, uh, I like the challenge. And, you know, we've been playing well all season, and those are the type of matchups that kind of tell you where your team is, if you're actually that good. So, um, you know, it would have been, you know, great uh, to go against them healthy, uh, you know, with KD and uh, James healthy. Um, 
But uh, like 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 you said, I mean, I I won the challenge, and I actually want to see how good we are. Uh, so if we're in those situations, and let's say we lose the game, uh, so we know what we got to work on and what works and what doesn't. Um, but I would say, I mean, yesterday was still was still a great matchup. Uh, obviously, they're missing two of the best players, uh, but uh, I think, yeah, I mean. It would be better if everybody was healthy, but um, at the end of the day, you can't control it. And we talked about injuries uh, right before this, and uh, it's unfortunate, but that's the NBA. You got to take whatever is given to you. Uh, you know, some nights I got injured. Some nights some teams play against us without me. And some nights we play against teams without their best player. And win or lose, you just got to take them. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. Shame on you, by the way. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas, you can easily pick out something special to celebrate the both. You can shop by price anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything pre-wrapped gifts, gifts for grandma. You can find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung Smart TV. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. That's very soon. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for your mom easy this year. Head to macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's macy's.com slash gift finder. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Now, the Nets have DeAndre Jordan on their team because of you. And they started him last night because of you. And I think you started the game like 4 of 13 or something. And on the broadcast, Mike Green's like, all right, DJ's doing a pretty good job on Joel Embiid. This is, this, is really, this is a really interesting subplot. I am guessing that matchup does not concern you very much. Uh, you got comfortable as the game went on. But you know that that's, they're gonna, that's why he's on the team, basically. Uh, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I would have said that he started the game before against Minnesota. He did. So, he did. You're right. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't say that. And, you know, before uh, the markets got, uh, got there, you know, it was starting most of the game. Um, but yeah, DJ is a, he's a great, great defender, you know, back, you know, going back to his Clipper days, uh, you know, he should have been, he's always been on all NBA defensive teams. Uh, you know, he's going to do his best. Um, but when you play against a guy like Joel Embiid, uh, Joel is also going to make it tougher on the defender uh, because it's also harder to guard me uh, because of everything I can do on the basketball court when it comes to, you know, shooting 
um, you know, shooting up the dribble, shooting threes, you know, ball handling, everything, post, uh, everything on the post. Uh, so, uh, so I also make it hard on whoever, no matter how good they are defensively. This is too polite. I don't like this new polite Joel Embiid. This guy who doesn't talk trash trash anymore. You do do the you do do the crotch chop though. When you get an and one and you fall to the ground, you do the little DX. Where did you pick that up? Um, I mean, Triple H and Sean. I've always been, you know, especially Triple H, uh, my favorite wrestler. Uh, so, you know, we all go back to the days where you know. The, the DS uh, days, so I, that's where I got him from. <laughs> I did notice against Dallas the other day, and you just obliterated the Mavericks, just destroyed the Mavericks, but um, Luca shot an air ball right in front of you on the left sideline, and you didn't talk trash, but you kind of paused and take, and stared at him right in the face. He fell over, and you kind of paused going back the other way and looked at him. And I couldn't see how you looked at him, but you looked at him like he made a point to look at Luca after that air ball. I don't know if he said anything, but I saw something, right? No, in in my head, you know what I was thinking? I was actually like, I was actually like giving myself uh, some type of props because he was wide open. As, and I was, as I was closing up, uh, I think he got scared. And then in my head, he, it also, because I, I care so much about defense, and when those type of play happens, it's almost like, oh, I must be. That's why, you know, I want to be the defensive player of the year. I should be the defensive player of the year because, you know, when guys get next to me, it's almost like, I don't know, if you watch the game, like, defense is just more than stats. Like, it's just about, you know, the impact you have around you. And when you watch games and like just being on the court like a lot of guys when they attack like they just tend to just look away instead of especially when they get next to the room just because there's that fear it's not even about like I I went from the uh I went from being a shot blocker to just being a good defensive player as the uh year keep uh kept going on uh because you know as as I've I've been in the NBA, I've learned that defense is not just about you know stealing the ball or blocking shots. It's just it's it's also about your placement on the court, like the way how you make uh you know other guys see you, like what you do on the court, how you use your hands and your feet, uh your movement, your placement. So uh so when those type of plays happen, it's almost like well that's. That's why you got good defensively because guys are just scared of you. So I just looked at him and I was like, oh my God, I just elbowed. Like he was basically wide open and I was running at him and he just elbowed. I was like, how did that happen? Well, I hate to break it to you, but you and Ben cannot both win Defensive Player of the Year. Ben is also yeah. Ben Simmons has also campaigned for it. You have supported his candidacy for maybe yeah. I don't know if you guys can split it or what, but you can't, you can't. I don't mean to pit you against him, but you can't both win it. Yeah. Oh, no, nah, no. Nah. Yeah, of course. Uh, he's, he's been a monster defensively all season, and I I do think he should win it uh, for sure. Uh, you know, he has an impact on the court, especially every single night, you know, guarding the other team best player and just, you know, just getting stops and just getting in passing lanes. You don't 
whatever you need him to do. And I know he wants you very much. And, uh, you know, I'm not fighting about it. Uh, I mean, it would be nice to win it. Uh, but this year, I feel like he deserves it. And in the future, that's something that, you know, I've always wanted. Um, but as far as this year goes, and I know how much he cares about it, and I, and I really hope he, he does win it and he should win it. Uh, but uh, I also... Wanna, I also want to make sure that, you know, just because I'm, you know, I'm averaging 30 points a game, I don't, I also don't want people to forget about, you know, the side of the ball that matters to me more than the offensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, I've always wanted to win it, and that's something I'm going to do at some point in my career. Uh, and I feel like, you know, when you talk about, uh, defensive players, like there's, there's a bunch, there, there's a bunch of ways you can explain, uh, like uh, about when it comes to defensive players. You got Ben, those type of guys. I got the best player on the other team, Mat- uh, Matisse. Uh, you know, one of my other teammates, he's really good, and I think he has a chance to be in those conversations in the future. And then you got rim protectors like Woody. Me, uh, Miles Turner. Um, so, like, it just depends on, you know, what people like and what people uh, choose to, you know, uh, really enjoy uh, the most. Uh, but like I said, I think he should win it and he, and he deserves it. One of the things that's happened this year, and I think it's helped your defense too, is you took your conditioning and your diet to to another level, which is I know you're sick of talking about it because people ask you about it all the time. But it's been written about a lot this season, and everyone I know in the Sixers has said, "No, it's legit. He he he's taken it up a notch, up a, a few notches." So I know you've got a dietitian and all this stuff. What was the toughest? What was the toughest food and or beverage for you to cut out or give up or limit? What was the toughest one? Honestly, it wasn't it wasn't much. Actually, uh, one of the good things about you know walking with uh, who I've been walking with. Like she's been, I mean, basically when we started walking together, we talked and talked and, you know, trying to figure out what I like and uh, what's good for me. And the main thing that she did, she didn't try to cut off anything that I like. She just, she just finding different ways out to, you know, like what we put in. I don't know what they do because I have a chef too. Um, but she's always talking to the chef about, you know, finding ways out to, like, put whatever they put in the food and, uh, you know, just to reduce the calories or uh, or the sugar intake and all that stuff. Um, but it he, he hasn't really been a change. Uh, that's what I like the most because in the past, I've had to, uh, I worked with a nutritionist before and I, they were trying to, you know, make me eat so healthy, like all these salads and, you know, cut off, you know, everything that I like. And I just, I just wasn't into it. Like it just, it just didn't seem right. Uh, and with her, it just been, it just been different. Like she just adjusting to what I like. And, uh, and then from uh, here and there, she would tell me that, oh, I need to do this. I need to eat this. Uh, and uh, yeah, and, and we go from there. In this book, I'm going to hold it up if you can see it, t- Tanking to the Top about the Sixers, 
There's a scene in here that I could not get out of my head as soon as I read it. And the scene is Brett Brown, who I know you still have a fondness for, is summoned into a meeting with all the coaches. And he doesn't know what the meeting is. And one of the assistant coaches, he asked the coaches, what, what are we doing here? Why, why am I meeting with all of you like this? And one of the coaches says to him, according to the book, we're here because there's a problem with Joel. He's disrespected just about everyone in this room and has become a major distraction. And this is where you're injured. Which and, one? And, the, co- the coaches? Yeah. Um, okay. and, and, and then there's another quote in the book from Brett saying, we're all going to get fired at some point because Joel's out of shape. And I wanted to ask you about that because it's a long time ago. But how do you feel, like, how did it feel to read that for the first time? Did you feel that it was exaggerated a little bit? I mean, you come over, you have a family tragedy, you have foot injuries. Like, it wasn't easy for you to suddenly get have this life. But was it when you read that for the first time and heard that story for the first time, did it surprise you? Were you like, man, that's that's kind of harsh or, do you, or what? Uh, yeah, it surprised me uh, because, like you said, uh, that was at the time where uh, it might have been. It was definitely after my first surgery, uh, and you know I was coming back and you know starting to get back into it. And my brother had just died, and you know I was away from the family. That was at the time you know I thought about I wanted to quit basketball. I didn't. I mean, after it happened, I just wanted to go home. Like I just wanted to leave everything, and then. Uh, after, after everything uh, happened, I, I just came back here and uh, we were at a time where, you know, they were pushing me to do stuff. And I kept telling them, no, I'm not doing it because I, I'm listening to my body and my body is telling me, no, like this is not working out. So like every single thing that I did, Every single thing that they wanted me to do, I just didn't want to do it because I just felt like it wasn't helpful and it wasn't gonna help me. And little, little did I know is, uh, you know, I needed a second surgery just because my foot wasn't healing the right way. So uh, after that, and then that was the year. That was the year where you know they wanted me to, you know, travel all over the place and you know, just be with the team and they never actually thought about the also mental aspect. Like I love basketball and I play basketball for the right reason. So, you know, like he takes such a toll just being on the bench for eighty two games. Like just sitting there and watching lose, 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 lose for eighty two freaking games. Like you just go into the game, you just know that uh, we have no shot of winning this basketball game and you just got to sit there and then I'm dealing with the, you know, family, my brother dying and, you know, not being able to play. Uh, so, and uh, they're pushing me to do stuff, uh, to walk out and stuff. And I'm just kind of like, my foot doesn't feel good. So I don't think it's helping me. So like, I just decided at first I was doing it. And then at one point I just decided that I'm going to stop doing it because I'm only going to, hurt myself and guess what I ended up needing the second surgery so you know listening uh, you know seeing, listening to those quotes again I mean it's a little harsh um, but uh, you know that's what these guys do uh, you know they want to put stories out there and they want to 
they want views of, you know, they want people to read and they want to sell. So uh, that's an interesting. Um, but I just thought that, you know, at that time, we just wasn't, a, it was it just the, everything around was just not going good. You, you named, you have a baby son that you named after your late brother. Um, parenthood changes everybody who becomes a parent. Yeah. But are you are you enjoying it? And, and how has it changed you? Because you I was listening to your podcast you did with J.J. Reddick in the bubble and you were a night owl. You were not only a night. I mean, you were like an up all night owl and you can't you can't do that and have a baby. So that's probably one way it's changed you, right? It's changed me in a lot of ways. And I would say, uh, you know, me deciding to, um, you know, just change everything this year as far as, you know, playing basketball, uh, the way I take care of my body, uh, you know, what I eat, uh, especially one thing that's been helping me, uh, you know, all season. It's called Mato Pure, and it's all about, you know, strengthening my muscles and stuff. Like, he's been helping me a lot. And, uh, you know, doing all that stuff and having a chef, uh, I think the biggest part that comes with it is, you know, having them. Is because I wanted to see is that, you know, at the highest level. I wanted to see is that, you know, winning championships, not just one, winning championships. Obviously, you got to win one first, and then you start thinking about the other ones. And I wanted to see is that, you know, just dominating and just winning MVPs and defensive player of the year. Uh, so that was one of the reasons why, everything changed. Um, and last year was also different. Like, I just didn't have the joy. There was a, I mean, I'm not going to get into it, but, you know, uh, but everything with the team and everything around just wasn't right. Like, he, like, like he's too much to talk about, but he just wasn't, he just wasn't right. And I wasn't having fun. Like, at times last year, like, uh, and I'll be honest, like, I will come in, like, I'm, like I said, I'm a type of guy. I love playing basketball. And I will come in to the gym, and I will feel like, oh, my God, I hope this goes so fast so I can leave, so I can wow. go home. Like, that's how I felt last year. And, like, I was going through such, like, I was at the point where I was just losing my mind. Like, everything was just not going good around, and um, that's, that kind of explained uh, last year when and this year, you know, having a kid, you know, changed everything because I wanted to see that also dominated. Uh, so, yeah. What's your, what's your best parenting skill? Are you a good diaper changer? Are you a good <laughs> late night feeder? Are you a good, you can you get them to stop crying? Like what do you bring into the table parent parenting wise? Everything. I mean, I do a little bit of everything. Okay. Uh, uh, you know, I like it, but I, the main thing that I like to do is spend time with them and just play. Like we really, uh, we really like to spend time with them and just enjoy every single that we can. Uh, you know, as far as you know, you know, diapers or feeding them or you know, just playing with them. Like we like to do everything ourselves, uh, and especially me because I, you know, I want to be. Uh, growing up, uh, my family, we were really, really close, um, but we could stay in the house and never talk. Like, we were close, but, like, we could never have conversations. Uh, 
So, like, I, I want to be uh, with my kids uh, and with my family. Like, I just always, always want to be around and, you know, being open and always uh, have fun and just communicate. That's awesome. And you hear that a lot, particularly from fathers, I feel like, because fathers and sons is, is a lot of fathers and sons don't have real conversations. And you hear that. That's cool to hear you say that because I, I can relate to that. And it's a cool thing to hear. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for summer and warmer days. It's also the best time of year to take a new look at your fitness routine, dial it up a notch, and continue powering on. Peloton's varying class lengths were designed with your personalized training in mind. Whether you'd like to add a 10-minute course session at the end of your strength class or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes help you focus on your needs and goals. They are also made to challenge you with a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, okay? full body strength, marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you already excel in. Peloton's expert coaches and nonstop vibes, hashtag vibes, will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. And with a wide variety of options, whether you prefer to run outdoors, row, or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at onepeloton.com. That's onepeloton.com. I went. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, catch the clutch hits, strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems with nothing on your roof. So who's there up there, whether it's roofers, Santa, birds, old-timey chimney sweeps, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, watch out for them. You name it, they won't find a satellite dish. But you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit directtv.com. Sign up today. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. The jump shot. Everyone knows you're shooting the long two and the three at a career best level. And there are nights when I watch you and it just looks automatic. It looks so easy. You know, the face-up jumper from wherever, the middle of the floor, the left wing, wherever. And I can just imagine defenders being like, well, what am I supposed to do? It's it's so demoralizing. So did you do anything different in the offseason? Like, why is your jumper, was it just repetition? Or did you change your preparation or your four? Is there anything different to explain this? Uh, well, first, we had a short, very, very short offseason. Uh, so it was kind of hard to use. Uh, you know, come in and, you know, just change everything. Um, I just feel like that's something that I've always had, but I never got the chance to kind of, you know, just do it all. Uh, and what I mean by that is that, obviously, as the season ended, uh, you know, uh, I had a kid right after that, so I was the one, uh, you know, uh, just getting ready for that. And as I had him, uh, you know, I had my trainer uh, just come in and, you know, we would do two a day. And one thing that has changed a lot, uh, we went away. We started thinking about, okay, like, what has been uh, my shortcoming um, of the past, meaning in the playoffs. Like, uh, we just started looking at, okay, like, how do teams guard me? Uh, mainly the past previous years, like I've been mainly a post player. So we just felt like we just need to unlock something else, like which I already have, but we just need to keep working on it and actually unlock it so I can do that in the game and feel comfortable 
in the game, which I've never felt comfortable doing in the game, even though I had it. So we started uh, talking about, you know, playing at the nail, you know, shooting up the dribble, uh, you know, ball handling, uh, you know, just putting me all over the floor, not just in the post, because in the post, it's hard to, uh, it's easy to double, like, but you can't double me if I'm playing out of delay action and I'm handing the ball and, you know, I, I can decide which side I want to go. And, you know, if you give me a lot of space, I can just attack you and you will step or just pull up uh, for the shot. So we decided to look at it that way and be like, like you can't, you can't double me if I'm dribbling the ball. Like if you're gonna do that, like, like someone is gonna be wide open and I can see the whole floor because I'm at the top of the key and I'm seeing everything. When you're on the block, it's harder to see the whole floor. Like you don't see. People might think that you're wide open, but you, like, as the player with the ball, you you might not see that they're actually wide open. So. We started looking at that way and be like, in the playoffs, like if we get to the playoffs, this is how they're going to guard you if you're just a post player. So you got to do something else. Like you got to make sure they don't double you. Even if they double you, you got to get a shot off. So, uh, you know, we really work like every single day, sometimes twi- like twice a day, you know, fadeaways, like shooting up the dribble. Uh, so I think, and shooting up the dribble, and I think uh, that's been, what has uh, you know helped with the most issues? It's interesting because you'll have some games. If you miss two or three in a row, I mean, obviously you're bothered by it. You want to make every shot, but you don't stop shooting. That's that's interesting to me because I a lot of guys, if they miss two or three jumpers, particularly big guys, miss two or three yeah. jumpers, they'll just say, you know what, I, I got you. Have you had this sort of rewired like your brain? Like I just got to keep on shooting. Oh uh, yeah, that's uh, that's that's something my trainer is always on me about. Uh, you know, there's a lot of times, you know, in the past, I would just miss two shots, and I'd be like, oh, that's not good. Like I, like I want to be perfect, and I want to make every shot. But at least I make two shots in the world. Like in the past, I would be like, I, I'm not shooting anymore. I'm just gonna pass. So he's he's always on me every single day, and. After every single game, we watch film. Like we go over the game and we watch everything offensively and defensively uh, to think about what I can do next. Like our teams are gonna are gonna guard me, and it's always on me about just keep letting it fly because in the playoffs, like sometimes that's what's gonna happen. Like you're gonna have to do it, and uh, you know just re- just watching tapes on you know the great players like you know Kobe, you know Dirk. Uh, you know, came uh, just watching those guys. Like, doesn't matter if they had a bad shooting night. You just gotta keep shooting because at some point, like, especially for great players, I like, once you make one or two, it's over. You can't get hot anytime. So, so that's why I think, like, that's why my mentality. Like, and I'm still, and I'm still reserved about you know shooting, and I'm still getting better. Uh, you know, at times, like, I'm extremely passive, uh, which I should be because I also have a, I have a bunch of great teammates, uh, especially if I'm double. Uh, I should always pass it to the wide open man. Uh, but, you know, being aggressive also, uh, uh, someone that also has helped me a lot is also Doc. Like, if I'm taking a bunch of jumpers and you would tell me you're settling too much, I 
you're letting them off the hook. Like, you got to attack. Like, like he's always on me about just being aggressive, like whether it's to shoot the ball or to make the right play. Well, the passing out of double teams is the other thing that everyone always watches, and you've clearly gotten better at, at that, and that's something you get a lot of reps at, right? I mean, you like you get po- you post, you get doubled, you know where your shooters are. The other yeah. thing, the other thing I've noticed, maybe I've just noticed it more this year, is you you're really good at doing this thing where you you keep your dribble alive and the double comes and you dribble out to the toward the perimeter but you don't pick up your dribble and then you can dribble back into the post after the yeah. double goes away is that something you've worked on cuz you've gotten a lot of success just it's a simple thing but i see it a lot now oh yeah for sure uh you know a lot of teams um when they double me they just they just to try to get the ball out of my hands uh and one thing uh, that's also one thing that we worked on, and you know, just watching film and looking at the way teams guard me. Um, you know, probably Toronto is the only team that really just doesn't allow me to. Like literally, every single time we play against them, it's almost like as soon as the ball's in the air, they just send three guys on me, and they won't leave me alone until I actually pass it. Uh, that's the only team, but. With some other teams, like they would just come to double just to make me think about it. And that's also another way to attack it, you know, just back out of it. And and most guys, as soon as you back out of it, they tend to just try to go back to their man and leave the double. And that's when, you know, I just back out of it and I attack right back. And uh, most of the time it was. Last one, I'll let you go. And I, know, I, I think I know the answer to this one, but... How much did not making all NBA drive you this year? How angry did it make you or did it make you angry at all? Because you didn't make first, second, third team. And like, that's weird to think about now watching you play. Obviously, there was missed games. But I, I know I've heard that that was something that did not sit well with you. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, not to be cocky, but a player on my talent, uh, you know, should never not be in those type of conversation so to not have made it uh you know it kind of hurt a little bit and I remember when he came out I was actually uh, we were at a hospital and she was about uh we had just gotten there she was about to give birth and I was just like I was trying to contain myself I was so pissed off like you might like I had headaches like and like she was in the bed like just in pain and I was just trying to contain myself I was so mad and pissed off like like if you know in like shows and stuff or cartoons like when people get pissed off air start coming out of the head that's <laughs> yes. basically that's basically how I felt man that's how mad at like if I if it was any other situations I would have probably broken something like I was, there was a TV in the room I was thinking about just grabbing the TV and just breaking it so yeah it kind of I was uh, I was really mad uh, and I doesn't matter. People, uh, you know, you guys probably thought that, yeah, I had a down year, but a down year for me is still, you know, better than most guys in, in the league. I understand the standard is very high, uh, which I like because it makes me want to work harder and always want to be better. Um, but I still felt like I was uh, I was deserving and to not have made it, I keep just, you know, it kind of, I had to kind of back and being like, like, yeah, people are being disrespectful. You got to show them next year. And I remember, I, I think I actually 
Twitter and I made a joke on Twitter about how like people act like I got deported. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I got deported back to Cameroon and they forgot about me. So I was like, we'll see next year. So well, this next year is today now and I guess a lot has changed. Yeah, I don't think you have to worry about that this year. All right, we've gone over the time that, that we promised. Uh, you've been very generous for your time. Joel, it's, it's always great to talk to you. Um, I look forward, once I get vaccinated, to coming down to Philadelphia for a playoff game, and I'll say hello. But stay safe, and congrats on thank the kid, you. and thank you for your time. Thank you so much, man. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.